Let's go to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. The title of my message this morning is actually a question. The question is this, what is spiritual fruit? What is spiritual fruit? It always makes me just a little bit sad to see our middle school leave because I used to be a middle school pastor. But I also understand that they're having a small group time that's important and profitable and good to them, good for them. We have something called CIL Forward. It's an acknowledgement that our church is going somewhere under God's leadership. It's an online course that you can start at any time. One of the things we talk about in CIL Forward is our identity as a church. And this is something that is a descriptor for some people who are interested in knowing more. A three streams church, which means we, we emphasize sacrament, scripture, and spirit. All three of those are ways we connect with God. That's what we're here to do. We're here to connect with God, to know his love, to know his love. And through the sacraments, through the scripture we're about to look at, and through the Holy Spirit, we connect with the presence of God. Not too long ago, I did something I had not done in years and years. I went to KFC. <laughs> and it was a situation where everyone was trying to figure out what to eat. Hey, there's a KFC. We haven't been there in years. And so... I would not believe this happened if it did not happen to me. But I got my order together for the family, told the, the person in the drive-thru, we want a bucket of chicken and these sides or whatever. And they responded, sir, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we are out of chicken. How can Kentucky Fried Chicken be out of chicken? You go to KFC and you just expect to get chicken. Well, all through scripture, you're wondering how I'm going to make this connection, don't you? Here, there's this, this uh, pause here. Let's see what happens. All through scripture, God uses a metaphor of fruit trees should produce fruit and fruit vines should produce fruit. Just like Kentucky fried chicken should have chicken. You just expect it. And when God looks at our lives and he sees us as a fruit tree or a fruit vine and he is expecting fruitfulness. Now, here's what's wonderful about the gospel is fruitfulness doesn't save us. We're only saved by our faith and trust through Jesus Christ. That's what grace is. But a response to grace is a natural outflow of fruitfulness. Our connection to God makes us fruitful in him. And that's why I want to read to you John 15, which is one of my go-to scriptures. Uh, I've preached this a lot in my ministry, uh, but the Lord has shown me, I believe, something at least new for me today, and I hope it's new for you. Uh, but this is a, a wonderful scripture that I hope you will always know about because it's a, a place of hope, and it's a place of humility. Using this metaphor, we'll start with John chapter 15, verse 1 through 4. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Notice this is in red if you have a Bible like mine. These are the words of Jesus. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. 
And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. And just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself, unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a powerful picture for us. That unless we remain connected to Jesus, we're not going to have spiritual fruit in our life. We're not going to be fruitful in the way he's called us to be. Here's my first point today. Spiritual fruit is our purpose. That's, that's what we're designed to do. We're never as alive as when we're connected with God and we're doing the things God calls, called us to do. When we feel that fruitfulness from connection to Jesus, that we're producing the fruit that he wants. This is our clear purpose. And I want to read a couple of other scriptures in John 15. These are a little bit out of sequence, but it reinforces my point. Verse 8 says this, my father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Have you been around someone where you just think, that person knows the Lord. That person knows the Lord. That person has been with the Lord. They don't necessarily have to convince you or prove it to you. You can just sense it. Just like the apostles, people took note that they had been with Jesus. When you get around Jesus, it's transformational. It starts changing you. It starts making a difference. And this is our purpose. Our purpose isn't just to get to heaven. Because if our purpose was just to get to heaven, wouldn't we just like go automatically to heaven when we make the deal with God and we realize that Jesus is the way and all of the things that grace gives us? No, but God wants us to work out our salvation, not to earn it, but to live out, work out our salvation here on earth, to be fruitful for him, to be connected with him. This is our purpose and I, I know this, I never feel more like myself than when I'm walking with the Lord. When I'm walking in sin, I don't feel like myself anymore because I've been changed, I've been transformed. And as we begin to walk in the spirit instead of the flesh, it becomes more natural to crave the things of God and to be at home with the spirit of God and to feel great fruit from the Lord. Here's another verse. It's not in sequence, but it's in the same chapter. Look at verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. Here's a question that's important for all of us. Like we all want the answer to this question. What is God's will for you? What's God's will for you? And immediately we start thinking of career or we start thinking about key relationships, maybe where we're supposed to live geographically. And yes, God cares about all of those things. And sometimes he is clear about those. And sometimes he lets us kind of 
kind of work it out with him. But this I know it's God's will, according to John 15. I want you to hear that today. God's arranging your life to be fruitful. So whether it's an optimal time for you or a challenging time for you, it is God's will for you to be fruitful. Whether you have to find fruit in the midst of the illness, the adversity, the unemployment, the challenge, or whether you need to find fruitfulness in abundance and in options and opportunities. It's God's will for every person watching this, every person here in this room to be fruitful, to have fruit for God. We, we have back in the office this amazing machine, a copier. I, I remember when a copier used to be, you, you'd put something on a piece of glass and put, push a button and it would be copied. Now this machine does amazing things. It collates, it staples, it folds, it fixes your coffee in the morning. <laughs> it gives you a massage in the afternoon if you program it right. I mean, it's just amazing what this machine does. In fact, we don't even know all that it does. You know, we, 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 we don't use it to its full capacity often, but a lot of us use it. Our Mother's Day Out program, and we love we love the people working with our, our kids on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're back there making copies, and staff, we're making copies, and we're, we're getting ready for Awana, all these different things. And occasionally, panic happens. This has happened a few times because the machine stops working, and no one really knows how to fix it. And so we got someone we can call for that, but several times what's happened is the plug has just kind of fallen out of the socket. And God's man of power and faith and insight, I come to the staff and say, let me fix it for you and I'll plug it back in. Okay, that's revisionist history. Usually I'm the one who can't figure it out and Deborah's the one who's figured out that it's unplugged. Okay, but that felt good to say it the other way. So here it is, this amazing machine can do all types of things, things we don't even realize yet. But if it's not plugged in, it's not plugged in, it's, it's useless. It's, it's, there's no power. There's no connection. This leads me to my second observation today. Spiritual fruit sprouts from Jesus. Spiritual fruit sprouts from a connection to Jesus. Look at verse 4. Remain in me, and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself. Or if I can parenthetically say, just like the copier machine can't function by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. 
there's some heavy things in there. So let me give you the interpretation of that. If a branch is plucked out, it's still a branch. Fire is a purifying, it's a consuming, it's a, it's a purifying element in the, in the scripture. So we know this, that even as believers, we can be disconnected from the presence of the Lord, from the word of God, from the truth of Jesus, and we're not fruitful then. And God does pruning sometimes in our life. He does pruning in the church. He does, the, does these things so we're fruitful in him. But spending time with God, hear this today, really does make a difference in the world. I know that we feel too busy sometimes for prayer. I feel that in my own life. Getting into scripture sometimes isn't as appealing as it is as reading that novel or reading the sports article or reading the, the book that is going to make us seem smarter. But we, we don't reject those things. We prioritize scripture and we abide in the Lord. We abide in his presence. And I want you to know this today. You're not trying, I've said this a few different times, trying to impress God so he likes you enough to get you into heaven. But what happens is, is when you abide with God, the life of, of, his, of the Lord Jesus Christ begins to flow into you and through you, and you become more fruitful than you can ever imagine. Spending time with God really does change the world. It, the, the, the few months ahead of us, the decades ahead of us, there's nothing more important than abiding in Jesus. Please hear that today. If we would just abide in his presence, and we, we have a chance to do that, we've done that already corporately, but individually, fruitfulness will come into every area of your life. It will be amazing what God will do. There was a man in the 1600s who wanted to be a monk, and he worked in a monastery in France, and he didn't make the qualifications. And so they put him in the kitchen. And there he would cook in the kitchen. But in the kitchen and in the gardens and in the different places that he did menial tasks, he would pray. And he would think about the Lord all day long. And he would sing to the Lord. And he would just include the Lord in his cooking, in his cleaning, in his menial task. And he wrote a book, oh, four or 500 years ago, I guess, called Practicing the Presence of God. His name was Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence, what was a rejection became an opportunity because he, abide, he would abide with the Lord. And here's something that he wrote. There is not a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. Man, let's hear wisdom from the, from the heavenlies. I was going to say wisdom from the grave, but it's wisdom from the cloud of witnesses that are surrounding us. There's not a life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. You know, early this morning, our, that sounds like I'm bragging, sometime this morning, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't that early, I don't know, uh, I was thinking about this service today. And 
you know, I was thinking and praying. And here I live, I've had 27 years and 17 years as a senior pastor where most Sundays people come to hear what I have to say. And that's a gift and that's a blessing. And I thank you for it. But there will come a day. In fact, Pastor Dan Scott told me this last month when he preached here back in my office. He said, Aaron, there'll come a day when life will change and you'll need to be ready for it. And I thought this morning, and I didn't know how to share this with you today. I thought, is God going to be enough for me when I don't have a weekly speaking engagement? Or I don't have this captive audience that you're forced to hear me for 30 minutes. Is God going to be enough for me? And uh, I, I hope he will be. Now, he is enough. There's no doubt about that. Will I allow God to be enough for me? That was the question. Hey, this quote helped me today. There's no life sweeter and delightful than a conversation with, with God. And there's been some times in my life, especially early on with, the, with my walk with the Lord, when um, it was just me and the Lord, right? It's just me and the Lord, and those are some of the best times I've, I've ever had. And so uh, be encouraged. I hope that encourages you today. If you go down to a local gas station today and you get some orange juice or grape juice, make sure to read the labels. Because there's some, the more expensive ones, that are 100% juice. But the bottles of juices most of us have grown up with, if you read the labels, they'll say, 5% 5% juice, 5% fruit is what it'll say. It's mostly sugar and consecration and dye and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I thought about, about our life and our spiritual fruit. How many of us, if the Lord judged our hearts, we only contain 5% fruit in our spiritual activity? So much of our Christianity Maybe an evaluation of this scripture, just partial fruit. It looks like fruitfulness. It looks like grape juice, but it's only 5% real fruit. This brings me to at least what the Lord has spoken to me through this passage. I've used this passage over, I pray this passage, preach this passage, taught this passage. This is a passage to go to if you get stumped by your preaching. Remember, Abide in the vine, because without him, you can do nothing. It's just, it's just there. It's just good. It's just easy. It's just, it's fruitful passage. But looking at it closer, what the Lord is doing in me today, is I realize this, and now this becomes the answer to the, the question that's our title. What is spiritual fruit? Spiritual fruit is love for people. Spiritual fruit is love for people. You see, in my mind, fruitfulness has always meant something different, depending on what I was going, what was going on in my life. So at one time, as I prayed John 15, 5, fruitfulness was how many tackles I would make that season. If I spend time with you, Lord, I'm going to have a great season this year. Fruitfulness was would I get hired for a ministry position after college. Fruitfulness would be, well, I find a godly spouse. Fruitfulness for me, John 15, meant 
Will the youth group grow and develop as I'm a youth pastor? Fruitfulness to me, John 15, 5, meant will I be able to start a church and will it be successful? John 15, 5 became, will fruitfulness mean, will my kids be successful and happy? Fruitfulness meant, will I finish the degree? And fruitfulness means in my mind sometimes, will the Sunday morning attendance increase? That's what John 15, 5 means on my own interpretation. The problem with that is my definition of fruitfulness keeps changing depending on where I am in life. But God's definition of fruitfulness remains the same. Spiritual fruit is love for people, which encompasses all of the fruits of this, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And we know from 1 Corinthians 13 that love is elevated in a way above hope and faith. So let's look at this passage. Let's go to verse 9 now of John 15. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's command and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Verse 12, this is my command, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I've heard from my father. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. Verse 17, this is what I command you, love one another. Love one another. It's amazing to me how people get nervous if I talk too much about love. I feel like you're getting soft, Aaron. Are you going to compromise, Aaron? Yet, no, love is the highest standard that I have not reached. And I'll go ahead and tell you, this church hasn't reached yet. There's always more to love. There's always more depths of love. There's always more ways to let the life of Jesus flow through us first to each other and then to the world around us. After all, hasn't the Lord called this church to know his love and to share his love? And you, you, you know his love. There's so much depth to it. You, you keep discovering more and more and more. And that gives you more and more to share. So here's, here's a concluding statement of all of this today. Our purpose is to love others like God through abiding in Jesus. Do we have that statement? Well, good, it's better to hear than, than to read. I'll say it again. Our purpose is to love God. No, excuse me, that is our purpose. But our purpose is to love others like God by abiding in Jesus. 
hey guys, that's what you're doing. And I encourage you to continue to walk in his love. Don't let the enemy deceive us by thinking fruitfulness is, is something that is all, only attached to the world. Fruitfulness is allowing his love to shine through us. Hey, let's pray together. Father, I ask that, that John 15 would just mark us today, deepen us today, that John 15 would make us uh, more like you. Let your love flow through us. Let your love reach further. Let your love do great things for us. And we praise your name in Jesus' name.